Hey, Steris, I have a confession to make. Oh, okay. So I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I know I don't talk about my employment a ton on this show, mm-hmm. but I think I need to make a career shift. Oh, okay. And I haven't told anybody because, you know, I don't want to put it out in the ether. I don't want to jinx it. And I figure if I announce it for the first time, my new career aspiration on this show, then it will, like, compel me. Like, you know when you have a gym buddy Mm -hmm. to make you accountable? I have a confession to make, and it's that I want to be the next SNL cast member of Stereos. Well, why should you be a contender? Well, my name's Jake Novak. It is? And, yeah. Uh-huh. And Lauren Michaels, I know that you've been feeling the heat, because, I mean, like, think about it. This roster last, has lost Kate, Kyle, AD, and Pete. Pete. Yeah, and Pete, Pete Davidson. That means that he's got an open seat. And you know who I think should be filling it? Me. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you should be filling it. Well... I mean, you know, a lot of people don't know about, like, your TikTok persona. And I appreciate that, like, you've been keeping it kind of separate from the show. Like, you know, you want to build your own audience. I get it. But when it comes to comedy songs, you have kind of been killing it. Oh, yeah. Weekly music videos are actually my, like, like my jam, bro. Yeah? I'm a rapping, rhyming, hammy nerd. Like, Min Win Muel Miranda mixed with Sammy Berg. I'm sorry? But haven't you? I can't do it. No, this is too cringy. I can't do it anymore. Who is Sammy Burke? I almost got through it. I can't. Wait, do you mean actor, comedian, Andrew Sam... Oh, Andy. You guys know him as Andy. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, yes. But haven't you heard? I'm actually more than a rapper. I'm an actor, too. Oh. uh, Could you uh, give us a... I I don't know. I'm going to toss you an improv prompt, Okay. 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 This is like an improv exercise we play where, like, we try to give you the unfunniest, like, scenario that we can think of and, like, see if you can then turn it into something. Is that what you do? It's called Oops, No Jokes, and it's like an old short form <laughs> game. Um, gotcha. So here's your scene. You are playing two nice guys getting their jackets. They're jackets, like from a coat check. From a, or yeah, or from a closet. Okay, all right. So enter stage closet. Uh huh. After you, after you, after you, after you, and Asterios, After you've seen that, I, I'm in, right? I am. To coin an old showbiz phrase, sitting on the ringer. I mean, this is really exciting. And get this, get this, in addition to the spitting, I'm a hell of a singer. I could be belting out on Broadway, but I'm running for 30 Rock. Uh-huh. So I can hand deliver you, and by you, of course, I mean Lauren Michaels, yeah. the next dick in a box. Well, uh, <laughs> as the kids say, phrasing. Oh, God, no, not like that. I mean, you know, I just want to give you the next big thing. Uh, as the oh, kids say, phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of homophobic, sorry. Uh, but I guess if you could write a letter to, like, Canadian super comedy legend Lauren Michaels, like, what might it say? Hmm, I don't know. I've got a pen over here. Uh-huh. Let me see. Think. Let me think. Mm-hmm. Dear Lauren Michaels... Won't you give me a chance? I think you should call him Mr. Oh, look, I, Mr. I, I mean, Michaels. Obviously, like, you're not on a first date basis. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Am I not right, Asterios? Not yet. Uh, 
Dear Mr. Michaels, won't you give me a chance? My melodies will make the people come in their pants. Um, how about, oh, wait, how phrasing. about, how about laugh while they dance, which is something that. people do. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, I'll perform. Man, I'll sweep the stage. As long as I'm doing it in studio, where do they record SNL? Studio 8H. That's right, in Studio 8H. Right, and then afterwards, you know how you call up after you have a job yeah, interview, well, and you have to like suck the person's dick and say, thank to. you for considering me. Yeah. So then I'd get on the phone, I'd say, so let's, let's, cut to the, let's cut to the chase. Let's skip the small talk. Sure. Nobody cares how one another's day is going. Uh-huh. Did I dive, or did I get you to bite? <laughs> and, he's, and he'd say something like, well, I don't know, Jake Novak. I'm, maybe I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting on the fence. And I'd say, maybe we could try it live on a Saturday night, perhaps. But if you need more convincing, you can check my feed. <laughs> and you'll agree where I should be in September. Because, you know, they start filming in again September, in September. right. And right now, I'd be up on that lineup there with Colin Keaton, Chloe Bowen, as an SNL cast member. Do you... Do you mean Chloe? Yeah. Uh-huh. Chloe, whatever her name is. Oh, okay. Well, look, this is actually not going to be a surprise to you at all. I mean, you know, I'm turning uh, 40 years old incredibly soon, and I'm thinking that it's kind of time to start going after my first passion. I- I've been writing comedy since I was 12, and, uh, you know, I stand up for a while and improv, and, you know, I, I look... I've been doing podcasting and advertising for the past, you know, 10, 15 years, but I know this is going to be cringe. Like, I know it's cringe to, like, oh, the secret, put what you want out of the universe, but, like, in my heart of hearts, I want to be the next SNL cast member. Now, before you, this, here's why I should be a contender. I'm listening. Now, obviously, you know, Lorne Michaels, and if he's listening to this podcast later, hi, Lorne Michaels. He does. <laughs> I can guarantee <laughs> he it. Might, he might. Uh, you know, like, obviously, I know he's feeling the heat because his roster lost Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, A.D. Bryant, and Pete Davidson. Oh, Kate, Kyle, A.D., and Pete. I mean, you know, you know, it's. Of course, everybody knows. Yeah. That means he's what? Got an open seat, you think? Are they going to bring somebody else on the team? Well, I think I should be filling it. Really? Yeah, because when it comes to comedy songs, which, you know, I've kind of been killing it, but I've been posting weekly comedy videos that are kind of my jam. If I were to summarize it, I'd say that I'm like a rappy, rhyming, hammy nerd. Oh, like Lin-Manuel Miranda. But mixed with Sammy Burke. Right. You know who that is? I haven't you heard. Oh, what? I heard you're also, you're more than a rapper. I am more than a I am an actor, too. And actually, here's a scene of a couple of nice guys getting their jackets. After you. After you. After you. After you. After you. And Rancho, after you've seen that scene... I mean, I'm in right. I mean, I, you're pra- I could see you're practically sitting on the ringer. Yeah, but what else can you do? Well, in addition to the spitting, okay, rapping, I'm also a singer. 
thank you for clarifying your urban slang for me. I, it's you know, it's not for you. You're like a, you're kind of like a Cassandra-esque choral character. It's for the audience. Gotcha. So you're saying, are, are you good? I, I mean, I, I consider myself Broadway worthy. Like I could be belting out on Broadway, uh, I, but again, it's important to focus. I am running for Thirty Rock. Why do you think you should be considered? Well, because of my amazing comedy problem. I have so much potential. I mean, I think I could hand deliver Lauren the next dick in a box. Ew, wait a second. Hold the phone there, funny guy. What did you just say? You know, dick in the box, the the, the popular viral... Co- you think I need a... You're going to hand him your erect penis? No, no, no. You're going to hand Lauren Michaels a shoebox with a hole cut whoa, in it? Whoa, 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 no. I, I, that's not what I'm... Take two. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring him the next big thing. Oh, no, wait no. a second. Yeah, you've got me thinking. you got me thinking. That. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just going to record a little little uh, one-minute little audition here. So we're going to record in three, two, one. Dear Mr. Michaels, won't you give me a chance? My melodies will make the people crap in their pants. <laughs> And look, but what what are you willing to do? What am I willing to do? I'm willing to write. That's right. I will take a highly paid television writer position if I can't get this television actor position. But I do perform. What a martyr. I mean, but heck, I'd sweep the stage. Whatever it is, I'm looking to be doing famed 30 Rock NBC Studio 8 H. Oh, wow. You must be quite committed to the <laughs> SNL family. I mean, I know where they shoot their TV show, so they should let <laughs> me on it. Um, I read that on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did I dive or did I get you to bite? I don't know, Serious. Maybe we should try it live. When do you think would be an appropriate day of the week? Well... Maybe we should try it live on a Saturday night? I'll check your feed. I think you'll agree where I should be in September. Yeah, asshole. You want to do the bit? You better do the whole bit. I'm not going to let you out off early. I'm sorry? Next to whom? Whomstitative. Ne- well, look, I want to be in that iconic cast lineup. You know, do where it's like, oh, I'm popping out of a papaya dog and I'm eating a hot dog. And like, and then... But obviously, I want to be in the Pantheon of the Greats next to Colin Jost, Keenan, Mkel, <laughs> Chloe, and Bowen as your next SNL cast member. Is Bowen just his name? I have no idea who Bowen I is. I don't know close. I think it's Bowen Yang. But Rancho, right. actually, this is kind of interesting. Look. If you want me to cut this out, I'll cut it out. I was reading through your diary the other day, and I thought it was like one of those like romantic things that like couples do, you know, where it's like, mm, are they thinking about me? Right. And I read like your dream job. Do you want to? You want to tell us about it? <laughs> I'm sorry, hysterious. I can't do this anymore. Uh, on on chicanery for a minute. I can't Excuse do this me? again. I'm on chicanery for a minute. Uh, no, but uh, I, I, look, if you don't want to tell people, I heard you want to be the next <laughs> SNL cast member. 
podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. Um, we just spent two weeks in beautiful, sunny, a, a little bit hot, but beautiful, marijuana-filled Joshua Tree, California. This is a thing that Rancho had been doing. We're going to try to go out there like once a year. We went to a nice little Airbnb. The Airbnb had a hot tub. The hot tub had a staph infection. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I like going to Joshua Tree a lot because if you've never been, it's kind of like an artsy type of place. Yeah. It's got a lot of unironic hippies that live there. And sometimes it's fun to just be fucking crazy. Like, it's just fun to be crazy. Like, when you go on vacation to Joshua Tree, you can believe that rocks are magic. Because there's somebody there that sells magic rocks. Like, you could be, you could walk up to somebody. I thought about that. We were in a crystal store while we were there. I thought about that. I walk up to a shop lady and I was like, oh, I want to, I don't know. I'm reading the just descriptions about these rocks and how they like bring money and wealth and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay to be a little bit fucking crazy. So I went over the store and I was like, which is the best rock for bringing more money to my house? What, it begins with an A. What was, the, what's the money rock? The adventuring tower. Aventuring. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say amethyst. Aventuring is the money rock. Well, like Peridot is for this. Like, well, what's Rose Quartz? You know what? Real quick, give tell our listeners about some rocks and tell them what they do. Oh, okay, listeners. So you, you get your your incel, your incel. I know your incel. Here's what you need. I got what you need. It's a it's a love rock. It's like no uh, big titty mommy GF rock, and it's called Rose Quartz. So what you got to do is you got to go to your local crystal store and you got to get a big chunk of rose quartz and then that's going to attract pussy into your house. Hell yeah. You got to get yeah. rose huh. quartz. Um, there was uh, you bought some blue rock that's supposed to clear up your throat chakra. Yeah, because one time when I was in Indonesia, which is what I was like, oh, OK, it's a little bit it's OK to be a little bit fucking crazy here. So I went to talk to a shaman and the shaman was like, your throat chakra is really huge and you should clean it often. And I was like, that's the most uh, eclectic way anybody's ever told me to shut the fuck up <laughs> my entire life. Well, you bought a nice little rock that like fits around your throat and we really. OK, Rancho, how many different rock stores did we go to in Joshua Tree, California? Like three. It's so fun. They're so pretty. And they each do something. It's amazing. It's so much fun. I'm sorry. The answer was five. Oh. <laughs> because <I'm sorry. laughs> it's okay. Because we went to the Joshua Tree one. We went to the Joshua Tree's sister rock shop in Palm Springs. Then uh, we went to two other kind of like smaller rock shops. And then you bought rocks off that crazy lady. So this lady was telling me like everything about rocks and how she blesses the rocks and bought a necklace off of her. It was great. It's so great. If you go to Joshua Tree, just try to embrace rock shit. I highly recommend. 10 out of 10. I saw somebody wearing a t-shirt that said, just one more rock. And I was like, God damn, there are like fucking rock groupies all over this god. And by the way. Joshua Tree, you go outside, there are a million free rocks you could buy. That's not the point. But they're not pretty. No, they're not polished. They're not shaped like a pyramid or a tower or, oh, we kept running into those rocks that were also weed pipes. Oh, yes. I can't believe I didn't didn't have the opportunity to buy one of those. Yeah, they have like bowls, but instead of uh, whatever they're usually made of, blown glass, it's rocks. Yeah. They, yeah, they have these, like, they, they drilled a little carb in a hole into these rocks. And so when you smoke weed out of advent, out of aventurine, you're guaranteed to, like, money is just going to, like, fall right into your goddamn lap. 
And exactly. you're going to be high to. as fuck. And you're going to be high as fuck, which you can also do at Joshua Tree. I guess it's not legal to sell weed in Joshua Tree, so don't be fooled. There's a, there is, I've, I've, those sneaky snakes. Every uh, state that sells weed has a couple sneaky snakes that have CBD shops. So the rule is if you go inside and nobody asks you for your ID, you're not going to get THC. (laughs) Like that is the rule, okay? I had to learn it the hard way. I, I was a stupid idiot, so you don't have to be. If you get there and nobody, like you literally, if you've ever been to a dispensary, you cannot like see the weed. Before you give them your ID. You have to be in like a little reception area. Yeah, you're in like a fucking airlock. Right. Like if you're able to walk in and just start holding products, you are at the wrong address. Yeah, so you can't buy weed in Joshua Tree because they're like, we're hippies, but we're also old property owners and we do not want that. Um, Right. But Like we all have a million houses and we don't want these influencers throwing up all over the place. Yeah, because all of Joshua Tree, it's, it's just a series of Airbnbs. Like no one actually lives in Joshua Tree. It's all just influencers. But Palm Springs, I don't know what they fucking did. I don't know. Someone must have bribed the right person. They must have like elected a guy who just like took massive handouts. They don't just sell weed in Palm Springs. We went to the largest indoor marijuana cafe in the northern hemisphere it's called the 420 bank vault what someone did was they just bought an old bank a huge gigantic fucking bank and it is they just packed it with weed and arcade games we went to there was a band playing when we went there like tell people about these Weed lounges. Weed, arcade games, and terrible music. Wow, I had no idea there were so many types of edibles. There are so many types of different ways to get fucked up. Do you know you can drink weed now? Yeah. The stereos? Yes, it was awesome. So, like, look, I've been to, like, a lot of weed shops before. So I was like, Rancho, let me do the talking. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't want you to accidentally buy something. And then you're like screaming nonstop for days because you ate an edible that was way too strong. Um, they sell like these like 10 milligram kind of cotton candy sodas. They tell like they sell like these like 10 milligram non-alcoholic seltzers. So like you were drinking like strawberry weed and lemonade weed and. Yeah, they sell like, uh, what are they called? They look similar to White Claws. Yeah. Not White Claws. What are they called? Pap- the High Noon. Yeah. Those seltzers. And I thought they had alcohol in them. But then I look at them I'm like, no, it's just like 10 milligrams of THC. That's nice. That's good because that's uh, fewer calories. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, let's, let's kind of make a trip of it. Let's see how many of these weed cafes we can go to. We went to another one where they sold an edible and they were like, this has 1,800 milligrams of marijuana in it. And I was like, you're going to kill an elephant with that. Like, like, Isn't that fucked up? This elephant's going to get so high, it's going to like meet its elephant ancestors. And they're going to tell this elephant they're disappointed in him. <laughs> That's the first thing. If I got killed, if I was the first person to ever get killed by weed, I have no idea. No doubt that my ancestors would have been like, what the fuck, pussy? We gave you the precious gift of life and you you, you couldn't handle a razzle-dazzle bar. What's wrong with you? 2,000 years of uh, evolution led up to you being brought down by a cosmetic brownie <laughs> <laughs> they did they did sell cosmic brownies oh my yeah. god they sold marijuana use cosmic brownies one more thing about the 420 bank vault in palm springs california and i know i sound like an ad for the place it was just that interesting 
they had a humongous, like almost human-sized chessboard in there with mm-hmm. these like big, huge cement pieces that you could push around. And I'm like, I don't know that you want stoners like <laughs> playing chess with delicate, expensive statues. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I had to, because I, I don't want to sound like an ad for the place either. So if I had to say one thing, if you're the type of person that wants to like Instagram everywhere you go, uh, I wouldn't go there because it did feel like I was in some dude's basement. Oh, really cool dude's basement who had the Sopranos pinball machine. There were ashtrays everywhere. And we went and uh, we moved from one couch to another and we sit down and there's an ashtray. And then there are cocktail shrimp tails in the ashtray. <laughs> Somebody was like bogarting cocktail shrimp. And I was like, I don't think they sell cocktail shrimp here. <laughs> I think this don't. guy brought look look, unless they have like twenty milligram sativa shrimp cocktail, I think a guy just brought in his shrimp. It was the most disgusting yet endearing <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. I think he just brought in a tray of shrimp. It was like like he was on his break or he had a takeaway or something. He was like, yeah, fuck it. They don't sell food here. I'll just bring my own. No, no. And, I, and I'm looking at him like, you know what? What's really the difference between this guy's like shrimp tails and a bunch of like gross, disgusting ash? I'm like, I'd kind of rather eat this, this than that. <laughs> I guess this guy wins. One other thing that I liked about the 420 bank vault was it was open mic night and a guy gets up on stage and then clearly (laughs) forgets where he is. And he's just holding a guitar. He's not playing it. He's not singing. He's just there. I forgot about that. That did happen. He was just this young guy who clearly ate the 1800 milligram super edible. And I, and it, you know what? It was just as entertaining as if he had played the blues badly, which is what everyone else there did. It was kind of sad because he got up there and it clearly he like spaced out for a second while he was setting the guitar up. And then he was like, wait, shit, what am I doing? And, the, and like the kindly older stoner had to like gently <laughs> like escort him off the stage. And Rancho, I think we clapped very like we I think we did a good job clapping for that guy, don't you? We did. We pity clapped. Like, one time I was watching, uh, my bro- mom brought me to watch a pet talent show for some stupid reason when I was a kid. And this lady claimed that her fish could jump, like, through out of the water, yes. like, in a bowl. Yes. Could jump, like, in the top. And like she a tried to get so hard to get the fish to do it, and it did it. And we all had to, like, sit there and clap because they were like, okay, we have pets that can actually do tricks, so can you take the fish away? <laughs> I felt like that. I know. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, luckily, he was so stoned. He didn't know we were pity clapping. He thought we were real clapping. Oh, and then I'm sorry. Actually, the third thing, this place had a dab bar. <laughs> it did. That's dangerous. It had a da- And it didn't just have a dab bar. It had a sign for the dab bar that, like, somebody had clearly sent away for. It had, like, one of those signs, like, from a 1980s bank that says, like, Mr. Phillips on it, only it just said, said like, dab bar in, like, <laughs> mo- <laughs> like fucking, in, like, monographed for Micah. And then there's just a dude 
with a full-on dab rig, and you can give him some cash, and he'll send you to space. <laughs> So that's what we did on our vacation, listeners. That is a 10 out of 10 vacation, honestly, for me. I have figured out the ideal vacation, and it's go to Joshua Tree, get really, really high, and then just be crazy. And then just allow yourself, open your brain, open, expand your mind to like, yeah, okay, maybe these rocks do have magic powers. I, I No, no, they certainly do. I mean, those, those rocks were winning you a lot of money at the casino. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, but actually, speaking of money... Did you get your money's worth at that weed dinner you went to? Oh, my God. Did I never tell this story? I don't think you've ever told it on air, no. Okay, listeners, so let me tell you a tale. So I got uh, two friends, and they're very, they're marijuana enthusiasts. Less so now. Less so now. They're kind of cooling down Ooh. now and only smoking on the weekends, which is interesting. It used to be like some Noop Dog, smoke weed every day, but I guess you had to because these were also the two friends that used to work at that call center that got uh, not shut up, but... <laughs> they got fired from there because of a gun. Whatever. I'm sure we've talked about we've this. We've never talked about that on air either. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I digress. We'll talk Anyways. about that another time. Another time they crackhead threatened your friends. Uh-huh. So about a year ago, a year and a half ago, my friends are like called me up and was like, hey, Rancha, uh, we want to come visit you in New York and we want to, uh, can we stay at your place in exchange? You can come with us to this event we're going to. And I'm like, what kind of event? She says a dinner. I'm like, what kind of dinner? She says, uh, it's a weed cafe. It's a weed restaurant and they serve you a three-course meal. Uh, it's like Buffalo Wild Wings, but it's full of THC, like dangerous levels of THC. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure you're going to get scammed because that's not legal. This was before, like way before New York had even like decriminalized marijuana, yeah. I think. Yes, it was. Uh, so I'm like, there's no fucking way that there's a, a restaurant that we could go to and just get stoned out of our mind. I was like, where is it? Where is this restaurant? Because at this point, I'm like, my, my friends are kind of notorious for uh, saying shit and then not being able to follow through on plans. So I was like, okay, where is this restaurant? She says it's in X block of Manhattan. Uh, and they don't tell you the address until you buy the tickets because it has to change location so often. And I'm like, this is definitely a scam. But I was like, you know what? Absolutely. I will go with you to your weed dinner. If you manage to buy tickets, plan this evening, and get yourself to my apartment, which about 60% chance that would happen. And that's then very yes, generous. I will attend the weed dinner with you. Turns out it was a real thing, and it was it was, it was real legit, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I remember getting there, and then we were served three courses with, like, appetizers, an actual meal. The actual meal was chicken parmesan, and I don't remember what the dessert was because by that time, we were, like, on a different planet, dude. It was, like, in an unmarked building. It was very sketchy. <laughs> so we got inside, and it was about 8 o'clock, so the lights were off. There were no lights in the building, but there were, like, one little tea light at every table. It looked like an event space, mm -hmm. and I think it was, like... I would say a banquet hall of some, like some shitty banquet hall, probably. Okay. I think that's really cool. I'm glad someone is doing that. I remember you told me that, like, they were like, as a pre appetizer, here's a joint. Like, the amuse bouche was a joint. They gave everyone <laughs> joints. It's this fucking thing. So right, you're like already if this flying by the time you start to eat. In case these uh, 1,500 milligrams of THC ain't enough, here's a joint to get you fucked up before you even start eating the edibles. Oh, my God. How was the... F okay, look. 
I'm sure the food, actually I know for a fact the food got you super duper high because I remember <laughs> getting a bunch of texts that were like, help, help, can't find Uber, help. Oh, dude, I couldn't stand up. Yeah. It was like that meme. Have you ever seen that meme? Like me and the girls try to figure out what a Ford Honda Nissan Ult- <laughs> Ultimate looks like outside the club. I was like, so I had to buy us an Uber oh, because I was like, dude, like uh, the girls I was with because uh, they were they were smoking way more than I was at that point. They're like not feeling it as hard. They're talking about taking the subway. I was like, no, nah, no. I don't care if the Uber costs two thousand dollars. We're taking that cab. I don't care. No, no way. You, I'll buy us a helicopter home. Nope, we're not taking the subway. You did the right thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how is the food from a food tastes good perspective? Oh, real shitty. Oh, real really? shitty. And let me tell you why. Oh. Let me tell you why it was real shitty. Because as I was eating it, I knew exactly how they had prepared it, which is what, what you don't want, is what they had done is they had purchased, you ever eat at like a real crappy small town restaurant? Of course. Like a real crappy, like a, yeah. not a, not quite an Applebee's, but like whatever the hometown version of an Applebee's called like Doug's Diner or whatever. So all these places order food from the same place called Cisco and they make really crappy frozen food and it's very popular because it lasts forever, right? So what they were doing is they were taking Cisco food and then in the sauces that they were putting on it, they were just taking a bitch load of like enough butter to kill Paula Deen's, uh, an army of Paula Deen's, and then mixing it with, uh, they were making like weed butter that you would use for a brownie, and then incorporating that into the sauces in the food. Okay, kind of taking like a shortcut. Right, exactly. So it was like uh, shitty Cisco uh, boneless wings, but then just doused in this barbecue sauce full of THC. I'm imagining what these, like, chicken wings look like, and I'm imagining they're, like, glowing and glistening. I'm imagining, like, if you were eating them outside, they might blind a pilot. Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh. And remember, there's a reason why there's no lights on inside this place. (laughs) So you can't see that you're... It's not because the food looks so great. (laughs) You're just eating buffalo wild wings that they slathered with can of butter and put in the microwave. Yeah, exactly. Look, I don't care. I have no idea where I would get can of butter in New York City. I'm sure someone cooler does. I don't. So it sounds like that was totally worth it. Yeah, it was homemade. I I don't know how much the ticket cost. I hope it wasn't very expensive because I was just like, I ruined the whole evening. You did? They were they were having a good time talking about 90 Day Fiance. They had like corpse Ranj in the corner over here, like staring at a scrape in the wall for three and a half hours. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. The loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. We were we we didn't do a show last week. I'm your host, Asterios Codus. With us as always is Sarantia. Hello, I'm Sarantia. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. We got trapped in Texas. Yeah, we got trapped in Texas. Pretty shitty. Twenty-four hours. Uh, zero to ten. <laughs> would not. No, I would go back to well, Texas. I would not to, go back we've to. We've both been to good parts of Texas. Yeah, Texas is fine. The your cabs suck. though. Oh, you guys suck. Oh my god. And you know what made me think about it? We'll tell the story about the incident. But this incident actually gave me some real interesting insights. So here's what happened. We get a taxi. We land in Dallas, and our flight is late because I fuck you. Because American Airlines sucks. That's why. 
You know how, like, like every time you read the newspaper, it's like, everyone's flight is being canceled. Yeah, that happened to us. So we had to spend 24 hours within a one-mile radius of the Dallas-Fort Worth airport in Texas. Right, and you're right. Every airline is canceling flights, but I do think American Airlines sucks particularly hard. Mm. Like, there are tiers of airlines, obviously. <laughs> like, at the top, top of the top, cream of the crop, you have Delta and Airlines. Airlines, air travel is no longer, like, a classy experience. I think that died with Pan Am. So, you're going to get treated like cattle anyway. All airline is fast food, right? Yeah. But at the top of our ranking, with imagine, like, a pyramid. At the top of our ranking, we have Delta and United. Anywhere that does, like, Extensive, inter- extensive international flights. That's like Olive Garden, Applebee's, Buffalo Wild Wings. Those are the type of tier. Yeah. Right below that, right there, that is American Airlines. And I think it's about on par with like Alaskan Airlines. I haven't flown Alaskan in a very long time. I don't. Did somebody tell me if they still suck ass. But American Airlines is right under there. They're like Chipotle. Like you wouldn't go to a uh, American Airlines after your communion, if that makes any sense. <laughs> there was uh, some more interesting things that happened in there because I got to finally use my knowledge of airline. To, uh, we landed there. We were like, wow, we can't give up this opportunity to get free shit from an airline. That's right. <laughs> So, fun fact, listeners, this actually worked. Something I learned from Airline, the television program, actually worked. <laughs> So we get there, we miss our connecting flight. We call and we're like, hey, we're angry. And everybody is angry and very bad. Uh, so we go to the customer service thing and we're like, hey, uh, when's the next flight? And they're like, okay, you got two options. You could get out of here and get back to New York at two in the goddamn morning. And uh, the, if you've ever been to LGA, spoiler, no, we're not doing that. We're not You'll going to LGA. You will get, get murdered yeah. because the only way to get out of LGA is either taking a $75 taxi or taking the murder bus. Yeah. <laughs> which drops you off just, I don't know, random places <laughs> in Queens. <laughs> It's so bad. I don't think you can even use your Metro card on it. Like, it's the one bus you can't use your Metro card on. They had to make it free because it's so bad. Yes, because no one wanted to take it. (laughs) So now it's it's like a $10 million ad campaign. They're like, that bus where you'll definitely be murdered. Like, the bus might as well have dry ice coming out of it and have, like, a pumpkin on the front. And then when they open the doors, the pumpkin goes, Happy Halloween! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what you just said, but, uh, yeah, sure, I like the enthusiasm, so I'm going to agree with you. It's uh, terrible if you can fly into JFK. Here's a fun tip. If you have to arrive at a weird hour, go to JFK. you got to trust me on this one, bro. If you cannot afford a taxi, don't even attempt. And if you're, like, a backpacker and you think I'm over-exaggerating, I would... Highly, highly recommend just sleeping in the airport. It's safer. The night you land, I would rather sleep in the airport than take that bus anywhere. It is safer, yes. You will, you you might live in the airport. You're gonna die on the bus. Right, like that uh, that movie. What's it called? Have you ever seen that movie where that guy gets trapped in the airport terminal and he can't leave because uh, his visa like expired in the air or something, so they're going to arrest him as soon as he leaves the airport. So he just doesn't. He just moves into the airport. Yeah. I always thought, like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. You could like, have Cinnabon all the time. You know what? One good thing about LaGuardia, it has three different candy stores where you get the scoop in the bag and you could buy candy by the pound. Are the prices inflated? Yes. Yes. Do I want mint chocolate chip malt balls? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, and the Dos Toros opens at like six in the morning. Damn. What was I going to say? I digress. Yeah. So I was like, no, fuck you. We're not going back to New York at one in the morning. So we were like, I want, I demand a distressed passenger voucher. And they gave us for free. They paid for our stay in a hotel. We got $24 total to get food, which, uh, fuck you. Then what's it going to get you in the airport? It's like, barely <laughs> like two, one Chick-fil-A sandwich. Uh, and they even uh, bought us a taxi. To our place of stay. They actually offered us two hotel rooms and I was super exhausted. I should have just taken it so we could have used one of them as like a hamper. Yeah, we could just, I would have liked two hotel rooms. We could just thrown things. We could have made that hotel room like the, it's like, look, we take our dumps in that hotel room. That hotel room is just a big bathroom. Oh, yeah, no, that's fun. I like the, I just like the idea of taking more than we need I, from an airline. Yeah, so we get out there, we take our uh, state-sponsored taxi. The first flag should have been uh, that I had to click on the, I was like, yeah, we're going to, here's the address of the hotel. The guy's like, the address of the hotel is completely other address? And I was like, no, <laughs> this is the address of the hotel. And he's like, address of hotel. Completely other address, right? And I'm like, nope, why don't you just give me your phone and I'll plug it in for you, buddy. So I did, and that should have been my first clue. So we uh, get to the hotel. Mysterious forgets his briefcase. His briefcase has um, his computer, all his important shit in it. So uh, I get on the phone. I call the taxi dispatcher, and I don't know why, but, man, I had, like, three interactions in Dallas, and, and everyone, people were t- acting like I speak a totally different fucking language. Is my accent really that bad? I Is know. it that bad? bad no no you sound normal i sound weird you sound normal like back me up on this like the bartender that we talked to everyone we had talked to that evening had like it was like i was it was literally like that episode of spongebob like i don't understand your accent (laughs) do you understand me now like, nobody understood me. Nobody knew what the hell. I had to say everything I was talking about, like, three different times. I guess maybe I talked too fast or whatever. So uh, he leaves a briefcase, and I call the taxi dispatcher. Kathy dispatchers ask me questions that I'd have no way to, no way to tell, like, what was the uh, license plate of the taxi? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Fuck you. Eventually, you get back in contact with the taxi driver. Taxi driver is like, I'll come back for 35 bucks. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you 35 bucks. Whatever. I, Just get your ass back I thought Pete... And by the way, the hotel was three minutes away from the airport. Yes. I thought people in Texas were supposed to be neighborly. I'd been told that they were nice and neighborly, that Texas was the kind of place where, like, you could leave your door unlocked and shit. Not $35 to do your job. Like, I wouldn't have tipped the guy anyway. I mean, yeah, but uh, just an interesting little tidbit. I just find it very interesting when I'm in situations like that, and I think, wow, I am very, very happy that I'm lucky enough to have just be able to say that. Like, yeah, fuck you. Bring it back. 35 bucks. Don't care. Like, uh, and then we went to some fake weed bar. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So I said, like, this is an opportunity to see Fort Worth. Beautiful <laughs> Fort Worth. It's got Worth right in the name. It's got to be Worth stuff. And by a fort, you protect something with a fort, right? You don't build a fort anywhere. You build a fort somewhere valuable and important. And so I was like, look, we've, we might never be in Fort Worth again. Let's check out Fort Worth. And I start Googling, like, stuff to do in Fort Worth. Like, a weed cafe pops up. And I'm like, look, 
I know it's probably going to be CBD or fake weed or whatever, but I was like, well, that might be fun. Like, we'll roll in there and, like, hang out with, like, Texas stoners and things like that. And then the other thing was, Rancho, you threw away your vape pen. I did. I threw it out before I got in the plane. I still don't know the rules about those, if I'm allowed to have it or not. (laughs) Yeah, Rancho threw away her vape pen. She forgot to throw away the highly illegal marijuana weed cartridges that you screw the pen into. Yeah, allegedly, I left one in my pants pocket, and they were like, yeet, (laughs) we don't care. And so I was like, well, if there's anywhere that's going to have a vape pen, it's going to be a weed cafe. And Rancho goes and asks if they have a vape pen, and hardcore stoners have no idea what a vape pen is, was, or might be. They've never heard the words vape and pen Next to each other in the Fort Worth area. True or false? Am I? Is there another thing to call what I was saying? Because I was, I walked up to the guy and I thought it was being very clear. I was like, I'm looking for the electronic part. Meaning, of course, there are two parts if you've never smoked a vape before, which I guess this dude hadn't. You have the part that contains like your marijuana or your CBD resin or whatever the fuck. And then you have the actual electric part. And then you twist them together and the electric part heats up the... Shit, whatever the resin is in the thing. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, I pull out the little cartridge. And I say, I have this. I want to smoke this. Do you have the apparatus? And then he looks at me and he goes to the cabinet and he pulls out a cartridge like the one I'm holding. And I look at you and I'm like, I don't know how else to explain this. And she like pretends to suck on it. And she's like, mm, mm, weed, <laughs> weed. Like she grabs like a big pen and she's like, vape, pen, vape, pen, vape. It's like she was trying to commute with like a, a guy who was raised by wolves who happened to also be a bud tender at a marijuana cafe open till 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. That's what really fucked me. I'm like, if anyone's going to have a vape pen, it's going to be this place. They are committed to smoking fake weed. Yeah, it was not a marijuana cafe, a CBD cafe. I didn't know you CBD had flour. Why did I? I don't know what the fuck I thought CBD was, but I didn't think it was possible to like smoke a bowl of CBD. Which we did. I bought a $20 CBD joint, which was $25 too much. Because I was just like, this is the only time we're ever going to get to smoke, not weed, in a Fort Worth weed cafe. Only if we're lucky. If we're lucky, that will be the last time we're in the Fort Worth cafe. It was terrible. It was just terrible. But then luckily, like, somebody did understand what we were talking about. And he was like, oh, yeah, you got to go to, like, Vapes or Us. <laughs> so I called up Vapes R Us and they didn't pick up, but they immediately texted me back and they were like, We're open till 10, okay? Super it, smart. Yeah, because it's like, Look, if somebody's calling you at like 9 45 p.m., it's to see if you're open. So, yeah, well, fix your fix your Google listing, buddy, and you won't get as many phone calls. How about that? Yeah, how about that, pal? So we, so we went to Vapes R Us. Were there any fun vapes in there? Was there like Pickle Rick taking a hit off of Pickle Summer's head? <laughs> No, but there was a crackhead in front of me in line. There you go. All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, as we, as you do, as one does. And, and I was like, I'm not giving up, though. I'm like, Rancho, now that you can get good and blasted on this pen, let's go to a hookah bar. And there's like a bunch of them. Like, you look up hookah bar, there's like six of them in the Fort Worth area. And so we went to a place called, what was it called? It was called the, the Hizzy? 
Yeah, the hizzy. It should have been our first clue. I just, I thought with a name like the hizzy, they might know how to pack a hookah. I've never had a worse tasting hookah. It tastes like cough medicine. And not in the good way where you talk to the shadow people. In the bad way where it tastes like cough medicine. And I'm pulling and I'm pulling on the thing and I'm barely getting anything out. How would you describe the hookah we tried? Um, how I would describe the hookah is sometimes we go out to hookah and you tell me something that's, uh, I guess, meant to deter me from smoking more hookah, which is uh, every time you smoke a hookah, it's like smoking, what, an entire pack of cigarettes? Apparently, like, uh, a hookah session is like a whole pack of smokes. Right. So, and every time uh, you say that, I'm like, that's stupid. No, that's stupid, especially because we're sharing this. That's dumb. I don't know where you heard that, but you sound like a boober right now. That was the first time I inhaled that hookah, and I was like, yep, okay, I believe that. Uh, completely. <laughs> I've, I've, 180. Like, nope, done. Com- opinion now changed. Yeah. We ordered R like. slash changed my mind, closed the thread, done. No, it's true. No more hookah. We ordered Razzle Dazzle berries. <laughs> I was neither razzled nor dazzled, and it tasted nothing like berries. Tasted like a cigarette mom. <laughs> it tasted like a cigarette mom kissing you goodbye. This is like licking the armpit of the woman in Walmart who's like screaming at her kids and who has her cell phone hanging out of her bra. It tastes like one of those ancient 1970s ashtrays that they sometimes still have on airplanes when you see them and you're like, I wonder if this plane's going to go. Are are we going to die? Why are there ashtrays here? You haven't been allowed to smoke on an airplane in my lifetime. Why is this happening? So, uh, oh, and then the bartender was talking about how she lived in Fort Worth her whole life, but she wants to leave this small town to go to the big city. She literally said that. I don't know if she was running some kind of game for more tips where she's pretending to be like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz or if she was just a stereotype. But either way, I was like, you know, in the city, this hookah's not going to cut it, right? They're going to smash the hookah like somebody smashing a beer bottle to make an improvised shiv and stick it in your neck for offering a hookah. You you, you know that, right, Betsy? Oh, yeah, serious. I'm sure that's what she meant. I'm sure she meant that her dream is to pack hookah in the big city and not like, I don't know, strip or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know she had the much bigger dream to become an exotic, (laughs) a big city exotic dancer. Uh, I apologize. Excuse me. An actress slash exotic dancer. (laughs) Um, and so, and okay, so it was like strike three in Fort Worth, had to pay money to get my bag back, no vape pen, terrible CBD, terrible hookah, but I was like, all right, Rancho, I refuse to give up. I say right now, bowling or a strip club, one of the two, there has to be a way to salvage this night. Rancho, come on. Fort Worth. There's got to be something of worth in Fort Worth. Someone will handle balls tonight. Damn it. (laughs) Why did I say testicles first? Jesus. Because I I thought it was really funny. I thought you did a good job. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? What did I say to go fuck yourself afterwards? I don't remember. How did I respond to your offer? You said, no, I give up. We have to go home. (laughs) Yeah, suck my cock, Dallas. We're going back to New York. I think at one point we were at the bar, and the bartender's like, well, it brings you to Dallas, and we're like, bad luck. Hey, you guys, uh, more Yankees stuck here because <laughs> the planes don't work? Here's a $20 uh, joint. It won't affect you at all. 
Oh, look at you with the New York Yankees that uh, don't play in their plane don't work real good no more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's why we didn't we didn't record show. We were yeah. So we were, sorry. We got uh, fucked. We got fucked. We're sorry. I'll I'll tell y'all a little funny story about my dad if you want. If that'll make up for it. Oh my god, I'd love to hear the story. Uh, okay, so my dad has been playing for the past. I asked him about it. I asked him, and this has been going on longer than we we originally thought. So my dad has been playing a game of uh, Kenneth Mas Macho Con, the mayor of the town next door. And I asked him, he has been for the past year and a half since he retired. He retired about a year and a half ago. He has been writing, as he says, excessively angry letters to the mayor of the town next door. Because uh, taxes are too high and his uh, government benefits, he lives off social, what's it called, social security, government benefits you get for being an old person. And uh, I guess he has been escalating uh, these letters because recently the cops came to his house. They didn't arrest him or anything. They were just like, uh, you writing all these to the mayor's office? He was like, yes. And they were like, can you fucking stop? (laughs) Like, Can you go fishing or like go hang out in Applebee's or something like every other old person on the face of the planet and stop uh, threatening to throw a computer through the window of City Hall. (laughs) Is that a specific threat he made? Yes, and I know because I asked. I was like, well, why did they send the police? Like, you're allowed to write letters to the mayor. Why would you? What was the contents of that uh, letter that you sent to the mayor? (laughs) And he was like, uh... Oh, I had threatened to, it was something like if she she didn't lower taxes, he was going to throw a computer through the window of City Hall. And I was like, Daddy, that's interesting because this is the second time you've threatened to throw a computer through the window of an authority figure that you have been frustrated with. It's (laughs) his Comcast office. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I cut... He threatened to throw a computer through the window of the Comcast office? Yes, because they were charging him too much money. Okay. Well, first off, I think that's an open and shut case, case dismissed. If anybody deserves to have a computer thrown through their window, it's fucking Comcast. But he understands that it's his computer, right? Like, you you lose the computer. <laughs> you lose the computer when you throw it through the window of the mayor's office. Well, maybe he needs a new computer. That one's going to be an extra. Maybe he's got an extra computer. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess he'd have to have at least two, seeing as he has two computer targets. I'm going <laughs> to rephrase what you said, just because I, I want to make sure our listeners understand this. Your dad wrote ten threatening letters to the mayor of the small town he lives in, asking her to fix his Social Security, which is, of course, apportioned by the federal government. Yeah, and uh, and to lower his taxes, which again are mostly set by the federal and the state authorities. Yeah, I mean, he wants the specifically property taxes. He told me lower, so I don't know if that's a local Doesn't thing. Doesn't he or... live in a trailer? Uh no, he actually does own the land that the trailer is on. How Upgrade. much are the property taxes for the trailer park? Beats the shit out of me, man. What do I look like? Fucking Farmer's Almanac? Why don't you go ask my dad? Okay, fair enough. Asked and answered. I'm just saying. Okay. And he admitted to writing ten increasingly threatening letters to you. Yes, at least ten. Okay, which means that the number is probably like 15 or 20. Because like, if he's admitting to ten, 
It means that, like, that's his Sunday morning activity, threatening the mayor. Right, and I asked him, I even asked him, I said, uh, Dad, well, what did this, did this mayor say something that really pissed you off? Like, why, what's your beef? What specific policies of the mayors are making you this enraged that you feel the need to get I mean, I don't know about you, but I ain't never written a letter to any elected official, I don't think. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm not writing letters to any specific mayor. I don't know who the mayor is. And I was like, what are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? He's like, oh, I'm just writing it to the office because property taxes are too high and uh, my government benefits are too low. So what? He's just writing the mayor on the front of the fucking envelope like he lives in McDonaldland or something. <laughs> oh, the mayor's here. Welcome, Ronald. Grimace. Essentially, you're essentially well. yes. Essentially, yes. He's been writing it to like the office of the mayor because he doesn't care who the mayor is. He just wants... The problem corrected. Has he, he doesn't care who the elected official is. He just knows that uh, too much of his social security check is going to his property taxes and he's not going to stand for it. Well, he did get a response. You know, a lot of times you send a letter to uh, an elected official, you get like a form letter back or I don't know, uh, just like a quick courtesy thing where it's like, oh, did you read my letter? But, you know, officials from the, the town government. We're kind enough to meet him at his own <coughs> trailer park. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and they even sent two representatives. They said they two? Were, he's very lucky that they did not arrest him. I'm, I'm very like he he glosses over that uh, when they when he tells the story. But I was like, you're lucky they didn't search your house for like weapons or anything. Well, I mean, it's certainly not like the police have any record of any criminal activities he may have committed, right? <laughs> oh, wait, that criminal record he has. No, what are you talking about? All alleged, bro. It never happened. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, well, if I were to give advice to your dad, I would tell him a lot of getting what you want in politics is the form and the format of the ask. <laughs> Like, your dad is clearly writing these letters in one of those big crayons they give to toddlers who can't hold the little ones yet. Maybe he's writing in his left hand to, and I'm sure he's writing it to, duh, mayor. What he should do is he should hire, like, a, a small town lawyer to threaten the mayor. Like, get, like, a little lawyer to, like, write a letter that's like, you know, dear Mayor Wilson, like, blah, 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 my client is... You know, humbly asking for you to go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> like, please be informed that if you do not lower his taxes, uh, he will be depositing a brand new Dell laptop <laughs> computer through uh, one of the panels of glass, which allow light <laughs> into your work space. He'll be donating a new computer to City Hall. <laughs> Ideally, you can use the computer's computational functions to find a way to lower taxes. To, to figure out who the fuck you is. <laughs> Bird in hell, XOXO. And then just, you know, a, a again, not crayon. Like, maybe like go on Fiverr.com and like hire like a nice freelance artist to draw like a very tasteful depiction of the mayor fucking a wood chipper. <laughs> like that episode of uh, uh, what's it called Black Mirror like where the president has to have sex with the pig yes but I think it's much worse because at least the pig you know wait why am I wait, now <laughs> wait, wait what? why did I start comparing and contrasting <laughs> fucking a pig to fucking a wood chipper well now that I've done it I guess I have to keep going with it I would rather fuck the pig 
I'm a stereoscopist, and I approve this message. <laughs> Very brave. Ran- Very disrespectful. Rancho, pig, or wood chipper? Thoughts? Uh, wood chipper. I'm sorry? There's, there's probably like a knob or something on it. I could just go to town on that. Oh, right. I don't have to insert anything anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, that thing will vibrate a lot. No, that'll get you where you want to go. You know what they say? Men fuck pigs, women fuck wood chippers. <laughs> That is indeed an ancient Chinese proverb. Last week, Better Call Saul, they had the, they've been teasing it for weeks. They're like, Jesse and uh, Walter are coming back. And they did. They revised the role. And Brian Cranston looks exactly the same. But, oh, Aaron Paul cannot pull off a 21-year-old no more. No, he cannot. No way. I would have read. They should have just made Jesse in school that day because it was so bad. It made me like it took me out of the moment. I was like, oh, God. And, uh, you know, and in last night's episode, they tried to hide it. They put like a Tim Pool strength beanie on him. And it's just like, oh, I know you're bald under there. And they also put him like in shadow. (laughs) Like, they put him, like, in a well of shadow outside Saul's office, and you could tell that Vince is like, no, it's it's dramatic. You could see he's partially enlightened, partially in shadow, because he's transitioning from, like, a young kid to, like, this murderous guy. And it's like, no, you're just trying to hide the wrinkles on Aaron Paul's face. I know what you're doing. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about how bad he looks, because you're right. There's It's so dark. Yeah. All the scenes he's in are yes. so dark. But he sounds absolutely terrible. He sounds like a heavy smoker, 55-year-old. But um, what was I going to say? I totally forgot about the lights. Maybe that's why all the Gene Tagovic segments are in black and white. It's not actually to symbolize anything. It's just to hide Aaron. But they just really, really, really wanted to have Aaron Paul back. <laughs> <laughs> if they had replaced Aaron Paul with a puppet... Or a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style cartoon. <laughs> I think I would have believed it more than 39-year-old Aaron Paul pretending to be a that? teenager. Can they not do that? If they can get Michael Jackson's hologram to perform at the uh, Oscars, why can't they uh, 22-year-old Aaron Paul back in there? Yeah, they, maybe they should have used that deep fake technology that makes all that AOC porn. They could have done something. Right, if I can see uh, Jordan Peterson saying I'm sexy and I know it, why can't I see a realistic 22-year-old Aaron Paul in the year 2022? <laughs> they can make Ben Shapiro read the Navy SEAL copy pasta. They could do something with this guy. What? Isn't there... There was like a hot minute where you kept playing a deep fake of Bernie Sanders talking about cum. I don't remember that, but it sounds like something that that tracks. I would like for you to give me the cum out of your balls. I need the sweet cum out of your balls. Give me the sticky icky, jizzy wizzy cum out of your balls. Uh, I don't remember that, but yeah, that tracks your honor. Sounds like something I do. Okay. I remember it all too well. Well, I hope this episode of the loudest podcast tracks with you wow rancho congratulations we didn't discuss literally a single one of the topics we had prepared to talk about tonight that is oh my god wow we missed all of them we missed all of the i'm listener i'm gonna read the topics that we 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 had a show outline oh my god both the sheep i'm so sorry i promised you more uh nathan masry content well you'll get it you'll get it i promise you'll get it you'll get it we promise we were going to talk about Jake Novak wrote a song about gun control that is 
somehow the most insensitive <laughs> pot. Like, he's singing for gun control, and yet at the same time, it's very offensive <laughs> to these because kids. It, because it feels like it's very self-important. It feels like he sat down and was like, okay, eight kids are dead. I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah, it, it, it really did. It it sounded like that thing where like late night hosts go like, if I could be serious for a minute, you should vote. Only worse. Exactly. Um, we didn't talk about the fact that Nathan Masry tweeted something equally offensive about Jake Novak. We didn't talk- oh, I would say that's actually much more offensive. What he said about Jake Novak. You know what? We'll have to have. We'll have this debate next week. We didn't okay. talk about Nathan Masry's wife hunt. We were going to read the entire Peter Griffin Wikipedia page. <laughs> I have a bunch of stories to tell about my nieces being mean to me. I went to Dr. Jackie Chan to get my eyes checked, mm. and it was an unusual and memorable experience. I guess Did he punch you in the face and then steal your medallion? You'll find out. On the next episode of the Loudest Podcast, thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, don't forget, there is a brand new episode of Christery. It just dropped last Friday. This Friday, we got a new episode of The Lime and the Coconuts coming out. Um, and Nico and I are recording next week. Wait, oh, for Dark Side Jills? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so we got a lot of bonus stuff coming out. Uh, we have a brand new RPG show called Sea punk that is going to be kind of like a spiritual sequel to jacked that is it's in editing now the first episode's done i'm just waiting on episode two before i release it we for people who just took a two-week vacation we're pretty busy wow we are yeah we're out of retirement we're like jay-z out of retirement we're, we're back back on we're basically re- employed again it's the most <laughs> busy retirement i ever seen <laughs> thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week Bye.